Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 118 for Tuesday, August 31st. I'm Alex Huey and I'm here today with Ray Estrada. We got a great show ahead for you guys. We're going to talk all about the Mets disaster situation. Not just the record and everything, but Javier Baez decided to have some fun and explicitly tell his fans, the Mets fans, that they're booing him. So maybe, maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't. We'll talk about it. Uh, and some other weird stuff that happened in the last week. The Yankees are actually winning. They won 13 in a row. And the Dodgers and Padres engaged in quite the marathon game. So, yeah, before we dive into all that, I just want to remind you that you should follow us at BeatTheShiftBP on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to let us know what you think about the topics that we talk about. Suggest anything to us. Uh, you know, voice your opinions or just say hi. At beat the shift BP. All right, let's do it now, shall we? Ray, how you doing? Good. The Dodgers finally won on the day the Giants lost. Yay! I think. I don't know, dude. Yay. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the tight race that is going on out there in the West. You're probably not enjoying it as much as there I am. There needs to be some back and forth. There needs to be some movement. <laughs> no, I I'm okay with the Dodgers firmly staying behind the Giants. It's it's okay with me. I'm okay with the Yankees staying firmly behind the Rays. I'm I'm okay with that too. I've accepted it. The fact that we've made it here is just <laughs> great. You know, considering how how yeah. earlier in the season things were looking like this, I'll take this any day. Um, yeah, Andrew Heaney got rocked by his former team tonight. We're all good. Yeah, we're actually gonna catch catch an Angels game this week. Yes, I have not been to a baseball game since. Well, we went in, we went in Denver. So that yeah. but before that, it was it was quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to an Angels in game California, in California. You have not been to a baseball game. Yes, yes. Good, good distinction. Uh, yeah. Let's let's start with the big the big news that kind of just dropped itself right in our laps. You know, yesterday, um, basically all all the news from from everything just dropped at once when Javier Baez maybe had the most self destructive uh, press briefing since uh, since the Mariners' former president. Uh, like basically straight up told the the media in his in his statement that his the thumbs down celebration that the Mets have been doing as of late in the in the little success that they do find is directed towards the fans for booing them. It's he he said straight up like this is our way to get back at the fans for booing us and even more explicitly said that if you boo us when we don't have success, then we will boo you when we have success. So if that doesn't clear it up for you, there's no misinterpreting that. That is straight up war with the fans. And as you'd imagine, the manager was like, I didn't know about this. The, you know, Sandy Alderson, like everybody else in the Mets organization is like, okay, we're, we're bringing him in to the principal's office to have a, a serious discussion with their parents because that's just not okay. And I probably need, a lot of the players even are like, okay, this is stupid, but you know, you guys do whatever you want. So where do we start? Let's, let's go ahead and start with a, just a philosophical question. Is it fair to boo your own players as fans? And I, the, the second part to the question will be a lot more obvious. I'd hope is, is it okay for the players to boo their fans <laughs> just philosophically 
to answer to answer the first question, I fans can do what they want. Um, I'm not going to tell anybody not to boo. I personally don't boo myself. I certainly don't boo when people enter a game or just like when stuff is happening during a game. Only when like, pickoffs happen. It. That's the only acceptable time to boo. Oh yeah, yeah. Or when the Astros are, are playing. Oh yeah. Um, but like the, I was at the. I mean, Dodgers fans had have had this conversation around Kenley Jansen. And, but he gets booed when he comes in, which is dumb. It's like, okay, no, wow. it makes games scary sometimes. But it's like, he, he came into a, a four-run game against the Astros at, at a game that I was at. And, uh, you know, make smattering of boos and stuff. And all my friends are like, like oh, he's going to blow it. He's going to blow it. He gave a two-run homer or whatever. And he's like, oh, he's going to blow it. He's going to blow it. And like, at least have some type of confidence in the guy. So I, I don't like not having confidence in your players. That's just not being good fan not being invested like every like you know you gotta maybe it's just having played in sports you gotta buy into your own guys um yeah i i don't like i don't like the concept of booing your own fans personally for me but i'm not gonna stop anyone from doing it and i think <laughs> wait booing your own players if, or booing your own fans booing your own players sorry yeah uh it, I, i'm way more on board booing your own fans uh especially <laughs> <assholes>. but <laughs> um yeah is it smart to tell the fans you're doing that? No. <laughs> uh, you're not gonna out, win. You're not gonna win a war yeah. with them. No, you're not gonna win a PR battle with that. Um, I, you know, the sentiment is fine. You know, use it for motivation. The fact that you know they, our own guys aren't behind us, so I guess you know we're gonna you know don't be on that. But it's uh yeah no, it's not the best to bring that publicly. But it's I, coming from somebody Javi Baez, who maybe not the best player to be the to be the face of uh, the guy trying to throw success back in at a booming fan base, especially like was it the night or two after he missed a, a pitch by a full like six feet. Yeah, it went viral. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he the man was viral on the internet, you know, beyond baseball spheres, for whiffing on a ball so poorly that two days later he decides. You know what? I'm gonna throw some shade. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's so bold and stupid. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw, I saw, I saw a thing. It was, I forget from what time frame it was. I, I don't know if it's this year or some, but Javi Baez, two hundred like twenty something strikeouts and twenty four walks. Yeah, he uh, he's not the Javier Baez of twenty eighteen or really any of that previous. I don't think the Javier Baez of 2018 is the base Javier Baez. <laughs> no, not quite. But, okay, wait. One thing that just just latched to me for some reason was Dodgers fans are booing Kenley Jansen before he pitches? That's wild. Yes. I can't think of any non, like, non-sex like non offender or non-steroid user A-Rod jerkwad who gets booed before he even goes out there and does anything. Like I yeah, no, all the be, time because, happens because after of, a poor performance, but before yeah. he goes out there, because he's had some struggles this past few years, and you know, because you know relievers aren't perfect, I guess. That's yeah. crazy. That's it's crazy. Weird. I'm I'm interested to see if there's anybody else in the league who gets booed by well, their that, own. I, that's team why, like, or I, by I their own at, fans I before look at they go in. Chapman does, 
like what Roldis Chapman does, you know, watering the mound with the sweat. And like, do Yankee fans have as much hatred for Roldis Chapman putting them through all this, like, just like anxiety in these last innings as Dodgers fans do with Kenley Jansen? Like, as soon as anybody gets on, I see on Twitter people are going nuts, like, oh, here we go again. It's like, dude got a weak hit the other way. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I think last year, let me stop this tangent. I think last year, Kenley Jansen led the league in a. He had the best, like, hard hit against rate in the league. It's like the most. Like, he soft was incredibly content. unlucky with, like, yeah, what yeah. he was giving up. Yeah. Well, fans do be stupid. I'll, I'll give you that. Which, I guess, leads to the second part of the question is, you know, do what what do you gain from booing your own fans? Like you kind of mentioned maybe it, it'll fire them fire the team up to perform better. But no, I think you're I think you're using that wrong. I think it's more like we gotta we gotta stop like they did. No. And also me I think the motivation is more like we gotta play better so we don't get booed. Because we're just like suck we're just sucking wind and this team is or in and our fans are not happy with us. So but I, I, I if you don't like it, suck it up and play better, really. Yeah, but I, I think it's it's one thing because you see, you know, I don't like fans who boo or like talk trash and say like, oh, they're not trying. It's like, what do you mean they're not trying? They know they suck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it, OK, yeah. Uh, let me let me just make it clear. I don't think booing is a productive exercise in in either either direction yeah you know of course unless there's a pickoff in which case you, you just have to erupt in booze it's, it's yeah. just it's just part of the culture really like just you know the pitchers pitchers would probably be confused if there was no booing after they threw over to a base they would they would not know what to do next um yes i don't know i don't know how that one became a thing but <laughs> in any case <laughs> i don't think it's a constructive it's just a bunch of raw manfreds plays around the stadium booing for pace play <laughs> yep pretty much it's yeah, it's not productive. But also like if it gets to if it gets to you in situations where you know that like the booing is uncalled for, then that's kind of dumb. Like if you if you lose a game and you're getting booed, like or if you have a terrible outing or whatever, and you know why you're getting booed, yeah, you're more concerned with how poorly you did than than the boos themselves, right? It's just kind of noise. It's just yeah. kind of there. And you don't really, I think it's just kind of accepted that you don't take it personally if somebody boos you at a baseball game or like in a, in a sporting environment. Um, you, you think that's one of the first things that gets bred out of you as a competitor is to, is to, to tune out everything that's going on around you. Um, I mean, the results will be the results. If you're getting booed, it's probably because you're sucking and that'll get in your head. That'll ruin your mental. But I don't know. The booing really is like if you if you're surprised by the boos and you're the Mets, then that's your problem because you should not be surprised based on how the season is going yeah. for you. Um so, you know, Javi, yeah, this is this is this is one of those situations where everybody is wrong. <laughs> everybody's wrong. Like Mets Mets fans have a almost league-wide known history of suffering right and it's not from anything in particular it's just the consistency of bad stuff happening 
to the Mets, the fans just having to endure it. Uh, so, you know, you combine that with just kind of the generic perception of New Yorkers in general and how short-tempered they they can tend to be, I'll say. Um, you know, it, it's just expected at this point. So, Mets fans, yeah. you know, maybe don't boo the team if you want them to do well, but also Mets maybe don't attack your fans when they're when they're booing you because really like you're not gonna get anybody yeah. out there and that's that's part of it too is like who is this for who's this message for who's gonna resonate with this you think there's other players around the league who's like you know what yeah yeah screw those fans they shouldn't be booing us when we suck like good job Javi you're, you're speaking for you're speaking for us like nobody else is out there saying that and it's certainly not fans of other teams or just like other people in general like it's it you're you're putting out a a very heavy message to absolutely nobody who's even ready to listen or anybody who will resonate with the message so it, it's it's certainly foolish <laughs> is is the nice yeah. the nice word I think, that I'll I think leave it on. All just go straight, straight Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy Rollins had a home run when he was still on the on the Phillies, and they were playing the Marlins. So I know he wasn't yelling at a Marlins fan in Philadelphia because uh, Marlins fans don't exist. And he cranks a home run, turns to the stands, and yells "f you" at yeah, somebody or nobody in particular. A little more recent history, just a classic Ian Kinsler, right? Where he flips oh, yeah. off the stands after, but like even after the fact, he like he was smart and said, even though it was very obviously like what he was doing, he was just like flipping off all the fans for roasting him for being in like an O for twenty bender or whatever, and uh, and he was like like nah man I was I was celebrating with my team I would never, you know attack the fans, <laughs> which even if you're lying just say it just say that like it's not that hard, to say. Yeah, nope, wasn't going after the fans because that would be stupid of me. I that's one easy way to get booed for the rest of my time here, so I'm not gonna do that. Ian Kinsler went about it a little smarter than. <laughs> I'm talking about the guy that straight up flipped off the stands after after uh, hitting a homer and going back to the dugout in his home park, and he's still smarter than. Javier Baez in the Mets. So if that doesn't tell you where we stand on it, then I don't know. That's all we're going to say about it anyway. All right. Also, also the the team president or owner, whoever made that statement, basically encouraging the fans to boo is not smart either. <laughs> yeah, that that's, that's overcorrecting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the PR, the Mets PR team right now is probably going through it in the worst way. Oh man, I, I don't envy them. All right, well, the Mets are not in playoff contention, so I'm kind of no. done talking about them. They've they've pretty cleanly fallen out of it by this point. We can revisit in the off season if we like. Let's let's shift gears to the AL East for some of the other 
big news that's happened the last week. The Yankees have been playing well. That makes me happy. You know, it, and I, I mentioned this to you as well. Um, they're kind of in a similar situation to the... Uh, it's not even similar to anybody, really. It's just they're, they're behind the Rays by a, a good few games, and the Rays are just tearing it up in their own right. They can't seem to make up any ground there. So at, at this point, I'm just happy that the Yankees made it to where they are after the abysmal early season struggles that they that they went through and their own New York fan base, uh, I don't know, straight up flaming them. And we we're already contemplating, all right, who can we trade? Who are we getting back? Who who? How are we doing this? Uh, let's Aaron let's, Boone let's get was into tank. Fired. Yeah, Aaron, was fired. Yeah, everybody was fired. It was tank mode season. Like, who are we getting back in return? We need some prospects. We're we're toast. We got nothing for the next two years. Aaron Judge is washed. Uh, I don't know. Whatever else. I I don't think that last one made sense. I think people were ready to trade Aaron Judge, which is even crazier. Um, yeah, because he was probably the only guy who had value on that early season Yankees team. Yeah, but here we are, a few games later, a few uh, you know a month and a half of solid baseball later. They are a totally different team, and it's not only been it hasn't even really been much of their their midseason their big midseason acquisitions with Gallo, who does make the team better every every day he's in the lineup. It's just a better lineup, no doubt. Anthony Rizzo missed a lot of time with COVID, and when he has been in the lineup, hasn't made a huge impact as of yet, really. Um, but it's just been guys revitalized. Like Luke Voigt came back and was absolutely killing the ball. Their bullpen has been fantastic uh, from top to bottom, and that's the kind of stuff that'll win you games. Garrett Cole seems to uh, seems to be overall the drama that has aired around him earlier in the season he's just going out and taking care of business and they're be they're getting some energy from from some of their lower lineup not impact players but it's it's a situation where you really feel the difference with guys like uh like velasquez who they called up at shortstop and tyler wade who's been hitting very well you add some speed, you just add some dynamic baseball into the mix, and it just makes everything else easier, really. Um, so, yeah, that's if you're wondering what changed so fast for the Yankees, it wasn't even that they that they went out there and, and brought in you know, two huge lefty bats. It's kind of just everything else that has fallen into place a bit better and just really trusting the process and trusting that the guys would figure out how to how to start putting up some some production in there uh so they are a ways to go from being secure by any means they lead the wild card race right now by a game and change they're only one win adva uh, advantage over the red sox right now uh who have kind of bounced back in their own right but you still have oakland who is who's chasing down in the West? You have the Mariners, who are still right there with them, and eh, that's about it. The Blue Jays 
are 69 and 61. Nice. But uh, they have a lot more work to do, it seems. So I don't really know what to make of of that race other than, you know, the Yankees really just kind of have to keep keep the pace up and hope they get is some more healthy pieces back. They got Kluber back today. They'll hopefully get Luis Severino back before the end of the season. So they really just have to not play terrible and they have to maintain their stride. They do. And I, I don't think the expectation is even that they can catch the Rays because the Rays are also doing that. They are in full stride right now. They can't seem to lose. Wander Franco is the longest uh, on base streak of of anybody at his age. He's 20 years old. Kid's 20 years old. Um, yeah, 20 younger. Yeah. Second all time, I think. Longest in the AL. Frank Robinson has like somewhat crazy, like 43 games. Yep, yep. But the only other players who have who have had equally long on base streaks I saw at that age were are all Hall of Famers now. So <laughs> I you can you can write them in now is what I'm hearing. But he he really turned it around and the Rays as a whole just play tremendous defense. By the way, like I don't know, you you kind of forget about it when it's not playoff season, and then in the playoffs you see them make some spectacular plays they really are just so crazy athletic especially nelson cruz roaming around first base these days in their in their uh in their interleague play not nah, but like for real it's they they win in very different ways their bullpen is just lights out um it's, it's there's no tyler glass now even anymore they don't have the one guy that just takes over for them um it's kind. Of, it's just team baseball, and they, they don't lose. They just never lose. It's very reminiscent, or it's very similar to how the Giants do it right now. Except, the Rays are just a collection of young guys, and the Giants are a collection of, not as young Old guys. guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so props to the Rays. I also I also want to touch on the fact that, uh, the Blue Jays. I know I haven't let you talk in a little bit. The Blue Jays very well might have the second and third place finishers in MVP voting and will likely miss the playoffs. If you if you really and, believe that Marcus Simeon I mean, has so, warranted so it. So the top three MVP finishers, yeah, will probably all miss the playoffs. They will all, yeah. Because Otani is winning it. <laughs> He's won it already. He's like, there's nothing, in my mind, there's nothing he can do in the next month that could reverse anybody's decision about the kind of season he's had <laughs> so he's won yeah. it and the angels are firmly out of it and then the blue jays yeah vladimir guerrero jr yeah. is probably closing up second place there and then marcus simeon has just been fantastic as well <laughs> I, I think i think fox sports posted a like a like a side by side of tatis and otani and their like uh ranks in each league like like MVP frontrunners, what what don't these guys have? And then somebody's like a playoff spot. <laughs> you know what? Because at, at that moment the Padres were, I mean they're still not in, but they're I think they're a half game now. If of, uh, if anybody if anybody so much as dares not vote for Otani for that reason, or for that matter the Blue Jays guys. Oh, for that reason. I'll tell you, A Rod won't. A <laughs> Rod. Hey. What was it? 2019 um when 
delusional Yankee fans and people who just hate Mike Trout decided that Mike Trout is not an MVP, even though he's having a career year and a Hall of Fame career already. And A-Rods was like, yeah, no. Uh, DJ Mayhew's brought his team to a playoff spot despite all the injuries and all that. And it's like, okay, first of all, <laughs> Mike Trout had a teammate that died that year, so stop talking about injuries. And um, that, that's also a wild case that's happening right now, the Skaggs stuff. Um, and also, it doesn't matter where how his team is doing. <laughs> Mike Trout is having an unbelievable season. <laughs> Yeah, he's just he's just the best player. Like, there's no doubt. <laughs> I wish he would play some baseball this year. Is all I'm saying. Uh, I hope he doesn't. Well, okay. For if it's for the sake of him being able to play more baseball next year, yes. then sure. But yes, the fact that the Angels talked about the All Star break as a likely return timetable, and we're finding out like. In the last week, that it's actually probably a decent yeah. calf tear. <laughs> well, it, what like he's mostly healed now. Apparently, he's he's run aggressively, is the most recent yeah. report. But the the timeline was just so off. Like, well, what would you even get our hopes up for? The team's not even good. What does it matter? So, eh, at least we have Otani. Interesting teams with really good players, really dynamic MVP caliber players, that just won't make the playoffs so that isn't the formula guys you don't need an mvp to make the playoffs unless you're the dodgers and you just want to stockpile all of them just in case I, that can't yeah. hurt either including one future mvp only one or two yeah. at least one at the very least trey turner and then Corey seager but they got to resign him so i'm pretty sure Corey Seager is going to be the best Yankee shortstop of all time. Derek Jeter, who? Hot take? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, probably just as good defense, but... Dude, Corey Seager can probably be a better offensive... Can have a better offensive prime than Derek Jeter. Can he do it for as long? Probably not. Nobody nobody can do it. Oh, Corey, Corey Seager would eat that short porch alive. <laughs> yeah. Corey Seager. Yeah, now I'm getting more excited. Thanks. Um, He's a doubles machine. It's it's true. It's true. Uh, how did we get here? I don't really know. Uh, the Red Sox have MVP's news. MVP's missing the playoffs. <laughs> oh, MVP's missing the playoffs, right. Yeah, the Red Sox got a Cy Young Award winner back pretty recently. That's kind of yes. cool. Yes. Chris Sale threw an immaculate inning. No, That's, wait. He a, hasn't won a Cy Young. Has Chris Sale not won a Cy Young Award? No, he's never won a Cy Young. <laughs> what a scrub. Get him out of here. <laughs> He is absolutely a Cy Young caliber pitcher. The year he got injured, he was going yeah, to that, win it. Yeah, that was the year that he was probably going to win it. I, I He always had like very mediocre second halves with the White Sox. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But third immaculate inning of his career the other day. Tied for most all time with Sandy Koufax. Yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing. He is one heck of a lefty. You know, Gavin Gavin Weir is gonna have gonna have big shoes to to fill by the time he he gets older and and people start remembering the Chris Sale comparisons. And it's like now I gotta throw a third immaculate inning. Well, I don't think Chris Sale has ever uh, thrown six no hitters in seven or in eight in the span of eight starts and 
struck out 114 to one hit. So who's got who's got the upper hand here? I don't really know. Yeah, we'll see. Remains to be seen. If you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about the South Dakota Little League World Series phenom. Straight up phenom. Sometimes that, that word gets thrown around around the Little League World no, Series. Yeah. This kid, like, I don't know. I can't. I honestly cannot think of a more dominant performance in any athletic competition ever. Along, like, well, I'm, I'm thinking just Little League World Series. Like, we've seen kids be really good. Oh, can, by no, but, no chance. No, nothing even close in the Little League World Series. But nobody with the actual stuff and numbers of like pure dominance. I'm I'm not even talking about just the Lily. I'm not even talking about just baseball. I'm talking about any. Like, yeah, I know. Is there an equivalent level of dominance in anything? Like you can like Michael Phelps and all his gold medals. Yeah, obviously the stage is much bigger. The stakes are much higher. But like just the sh- it's he just absolutely destroyed everybody one hit that was not even it wasn't even in the Blue league world series against the be- presumably the best uh, opponents he like nobody hit him nobody hit him and he struck out everybody so i don't i don't know i can't think of any anything comparable maybe i just haven't done enough research But in terms of just complete massacres of uh, of other baseball teams, that's about as good as it gets. And he, of course, didn't get to pitch after his last no hitter in what was it like the semifinals of of it wasn't even the semifinal game. Uh, anyway, he he wasn't able to pitch anymore in the tournament, and his team got knocked out. So you know, happy ever after for for that whole thing. And then I don't even know what the rest of the Little League World Series how invested people were other than the fact that it was Michigan beating Ohio, which just got a lot of college football enthusiasts just rife with enthusiasm about that. But you know, nothing, nothing quite as, uh, as impressive as, as the South Dakota stud. Uh, I don't know. Did you have any other takeaways from the Lily world series that, that you wanted to throw in there too? His internet might have dropped out unless you're still here. Hello? Okay, I think we are having technical issues. So I'm just going to go ahead and continue talking for a little bit longer. We're actually I, very I, close to ending. Um, hello? I can kind of hear you now. Oh, he's robot know. You're going in and out right now for me. He's robot Are you back? Can you hear me at all? I can hear you now. You're back now. If you hear me, you're back. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the whole, like, vision check-in. Well, (laughs) uh, we might need to to close this thing up quickly. I did want to mention, though, when we were talking about the ALE stuff, that the Orioles, God bless them, were eliminated from the playoffs already, well before September. This was a few days ago. And they are still just impressively bad. They are 40 and 90 currently. And they, uh, they're, they're just chilling. They, they got really good young players on the horizon and they are totally okay commanding this tank in an already way too competitive AL East division. 
So congrats, Orioles, for getting that one out of the way early, I guess. And I also wanted to bring up, oh, yeah, the Dodgers and Padres last week played an absolute <laughs> marathon of a game in a season where there, I don't know if you noticed, there is a runner on second base in every inning of extra innings to start the inning. So the fact that they were not able to scratch across runs for a good majority of that until the 15th inning, where Fernando Tatis decided to uh, go ahead and tie the game up, uh, that was a pretty embarrassing performance by both teams. The Padres got no hit in over nine innings in the middle of that game. So yeah, the Dodgers had great. two hits with a runner in scoring position that didn't score a run. Well, they did end nice. up winning the game. I should mention that as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So at least the Dodgers came out on top after all of that, all of that crazy ordeal. Um, and yeah, they I don't. Swept, they end up sweeping the Padres as well. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty good for them. The Padres just have really not had a good time lately. We'll see if they can hang on to their playoff no. spot. Um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was that's probably not going to happen very often if we got if we got uh runner on second rule moving forward. It honestly doesn't happen all that often. Without that rule no, in place, that's the, that's why the that's why the runner second rule is stupid because it, like, how, how often does a 15, 16 a game happen? Why are we trying to guard against it? It didn't work clearly. <laughs> Maybe that was the goal all along. Bases loaded, one out. That's how it works now. This did bring a question to my mind, where, like, I, I'm wondering if it's ever happened in major league history where both teams have have been no hit for nine consecutive innings in the same game. There must have been games like that. There has to have been dealing no hitters at some point. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I wonder like if you just sneak them into the middle of six, uh, you know, 15, 16 inning marathons, then they might go a little more unnoticed. You never know. Well, I think that's about all that we have to discuss today it wasn't really too much weird stuff either uh to to bring up no odd mishaps or position players pitching i don't know nothing nothing like that this week just some weird just some weird main main stories to talk about so i say we uh, go and so, wrap it up so unless you got old, something good old reddit um has our answer for like the longest both pitchers have held a no hitter. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if this is not for middle of the game, but on May 2nd, 1917, Fred Tony of the Reds and Hippo Vaughn of the Cubs each had a no hitter through nine innings. Vaughn ended up giving up a run on two hits in the top of the 10th, and Tony went on to complete his no hitter. Can you Thank say you, can, tacos or vegetables? Can you say Tony's full name again? Fred Tony. Fred Tony, and the other one was. Hippo Vaughn. Hippo, yep. That's that's what I thought. It was nineteen seventeen pitching matchup ever. Jeez, man. I don't know. Old baseball is fascinating, isn't it? 
Yes. Oh man. And also, also baseball Reddit already has a picture of Javi Baez, um, doing thumbs down on the side of it. Oh, of course, it's it's everywhere. You will see. You will not have heard the end of Javier Baez in the Mets Chronicles. I can all but guarantee that. But you probably have heard the end of of us, at least on this day. Because we are going to end. <laughs> no, we we're not going anywhere like... permanently. No, no, no. I just meant for today, most likely, unless you go back and listen to another one of our podcasts, which, you know, you can. But uh, we we're wrapping up this episode. So I'll go ahead and uh, and remind you guys again, at Beat the Shift BP, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, if you want to tell us what you would do if you were a fan and you were told that by a player like hey i'm booing you maybe uh maybe you'd have a different take than we would uh, or maybe you just want to boo us you can do that too uh, if you did stick around with us this long thank you very much we appreciate it make sure to leave a rate rating yeah rating or a comment or whatever on whatever platform you're listening on and we will be back next week for more all right that is it thank you everybody one last time and as always right Peace.